Welcome back to Gaming Raid. I hope everyone had a lovely week as we go into the weekend. I do have a few things to cover in today's show, one of which is making headlines. Twitch being sued for $3 billion by a Russian firm. A little bit more into that later on. And PlayStation adding a back button, but it's not what you think. As always, if you guys like this podcast, make sure you follow me on your favorite podcast platform. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor.fm so you can stay up to date with all the latest gaming news. You can also find me on Twitter at Gaming Nord Media and Mixer at Gaming Nord. As we usually stream for three days, typically it's Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. So I wanted to start off today talking about the MPD sales for the month of November. If you're not familiar with what the MPD sales charts are, they're sales charts that track month-to-month sales and units sold in the United States. So let's go over the top 10 software sales for the month of November. Coming in at number one, yet again, for the second month in a row, we have Call of Duty Modern Warfare, which again is not surprising at all since the Call of Duty game series typically sells way better in North America than it does in other countries. Then we have Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order at number two, which is pretty good for that game as we streamed here on the channel, um, and uh, it's a phenomenal, phenomenal game. I'm actually happy that it is at number two because it should show EA that this game, it sh- it, it, they have something here. You know, they, they definitely have something. Coming at number three, we have Pokemon Sword. And the next two is pretty funny, but we do have Pokemon Sword and Shield Double Pack at number four and Pokemon Shield at number five. So far, the game has sold over, I believe it was 8 million units when you put all three SKUs together. And these are not considering the digital sales. This is strictly physical. Now, if we added the digital in there, I mean, you're looking at well over 10 million units sold in its third week. Um, so that's actually really, really good. So kudos to the Pokemon company for taking three spots in November. We might see that in December, but only time will tell going into the holidays. I see that. Yes. A lot of parents are going to probably buy their kids, the Pokemon game when they buy them the switch. And so we, we should see all three of those SKUs in roughly the same places for the month of December too. But we'll, we'll, we'll cover that when uh, the new MPD charts come out. Now taking the sixth spot is Madden NFL 20. Number seven is Death Stranding. NBA 2K20 at number eight. Need for Speed Heat at number nine, which honestly that I like. And I'm really happy that that's still on the top 10 charts. Need for Speed Heat, if you have not played it, I highly suggest playing it. It feels like an old Need for Speed game. It definitely has that underground feel to it. They went back to their roots, which is really nice. So again, I'm happy to see Need for Speed Heat at number nine. It will probably, probably jump off the top 10 at the in December's MPD sales, but we will check that out again, just like the Pokemon Sword. Uh, and then to round out the top 10, we do have Luigi's Mansions 3. Mm, you know, I would I would probably disagree with it. I mean, I know I can't really disagree um, because it's just sales, but uh, I really was hoping that that game would at least take the sixth spot for a first party IP coming from Nintendo. And it's been out a little for about a month and a half or so. Kind of kind of kind of disappointed a little bit on that one. But we do have Luigi's Mansion 3. 
on the top 10, uh, which is awesome. And hopefully we see that move up as we go into the holiday season. I, and I want to mention it one more time that the Nintendo sales on the MPD chart for the month of November do not include digital whatsoever. Luigi's Mansion 3, Pokemon, they don't include the digital on here. Uh, I believe it's just because it takes them an additional couple of weeks to get those sales numbers. And when MPD, they release their sales uh, charts in the beginning of each month. I think it just is a more of a, a time problem than anything. So again, any first party IPs that are coming from the MPD charts, they're not going to show the digital, which most of these probably would have been bumped up anyways, such as Luigi's Mansion 3, most likely would have taken, I would say, the sixth spot, six or seven spot, and then Pokemon Sword and Shield definitely would have probably jumped over to, you know what, actually, I'm going to go back on that. I do think they're going to, they would have stayed in their right, right places because a new report does show that Call of Duty has over 57,000 years of gameplay so far. Yes, that is right. 500 million hours has been clocked on multiplayer on that game, making it the most played Call of Duty game in the entire franchise. So I'm going to go on my word and say, yes, top one through four is most likely where it would have wound up anyways. But it is awesome to see that Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is at number two. And I honestly predict that it will maintain that spot throughout December as this is Star Wars season. The movie just came out. People are probably flooding the gates right now to the theater and, you know, afterwards go home and play some Star Wars. Speaking of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, a sequel could already be in the works at Respawn Entertainment. That's right. With three new job listings on the developer's website confirming that the Apex Legends studio is creating a new game set in a universe far, far away. Although this is all just a rumor, so don't get happy out there if you are a Jedi Fallen Order fan. Again, I would just take it as a grain of salt because this is all just rumors, but the, there have been three job postings for senior character artist, level designer, and senior software engineer. And on those job postings, it does reveal that respawn star Wars that that the positions are for the star wars team at respawn uh it also does state that it is working on a third person action adventure game respawn has some respawn and ea has something jedi fallen order was an amazing game it felt like the movie fantastic fantastic entry into the star wars universe Star Wars video game universe, as I should say, but only time will tell in the future. But I do hope these job postings are truly for a sequel. All right. Now that we got the quick news out of the way, let's jump into the headliners of the week. Let's start with Twitch being sued for three billion dollars. That's right. You heard it right. I'm going to say it one more time. Three billion dollars by a Russian firm, Rambler Group, which they claim that Twitch breached Rambler Group's exclusive broadcasting rights of Premier League soccer matches numerous times since August 2019. According to the Rambler Group, Twitch breached Rambler Group's exclusive streaming rights more than 36 thousand times in 2019's final months 
A public spokesman for Rambler defended the suit by saying, Our suit against Twitch is to defend our exclusive rights to broadcast English Premier League matches, and we will continue to actively combat pirate broadcast. He also said that the company is currently holding talks with Twitch to sign a settlement agreement. Twitch's lawyer reached out to the media and said that this Twitch only provides users with access to the platform and is unable to change the content posted by users or track possible violations. The first hearing will be held in Moscow City today, so more to come later as we will be covering the case as news breaks out. Go Mixer. That's all I'm saying. But I will give my own feedback on this as I don't see this suit going anywhere because Twitch's technology, even though Amazon bought Twitch, they do have a lot of money. They do have a lot of user activity every single day. It just seems impossible to manage every stream that is going on. So pretty much what this lawsuit is for is Rambler Group, which is a Russian firm, does not agree with pirated broadcast of the English Premier Soccer League matches. Twitch, on the other hand, is pretty much telling them, hey, we cannot maintain each stream. And of course, listen, that makes a lot of sense because, again, you have a user activity of 10 up to 10 million per day. So how would one be able to manage what someone's streaming? I mean, if you if you don't have a category for it, because, you know, when you're setting up your stream, you type in your game and there's typically a drop down menu and you can select the game. But if you don't have a drop down menu for, say, web shows or other, you know, you know, or web shows or anything like that, all the users are going to do is going to hit other. But this is one thing that, you know, I do believe Mixer is going to run into a little bit later on as it gets bigger, because right now Mixer is pretty new. It came out in 2017. There's always pirating everywhere. It's the Internet. It's just how it's going to be. So hopefully Mixer or Microsoft is looking at this situation and kind of thinking of ideas of how they can manage pirated streams a little bit better, because This seems like, yes, it's going to go somewhere, but my own opinion, I see the uh, the court just kind of throwing this case out. In other news, Sony PlayStation is releasing a DualShock 4 back button attachment. That's right. On Tuesday, December 17th, Sony announced that on January 23rd, they'll release a back button attachment similar to what you see in a third party switch controller and even the Xbox Elite 2 controller. Although it does look like a more dumbed down version of the Xbox Elite 2 controller. Here, I'm going to talk a little bit more about the specs and what you are going to get with this attachment and why I say it's a little bit more of a dumbed down version of what you would see on an Xbox Elite 2 controller. So it's sleek design with two programmable and highly tactical back buttons allow you to utilize more of your hand to shorten your response time and give more flexibility in competitive gameplay. A few features of the controller are as follows. 
Responsive back buttons and an OLED screen. The two back buttons can map up to 16 different actions such as triangle, circle, R1, and R2 to name a few and provide amazing tactical feedback. The attachment also features an integrated OLED display that provides a real-time information around button assignments. The OLED screen is highly configurable. It's a back button allows you to remap back button inputs on the fly, so you can always prepare no matter what game you're playing. Furthermore, you can save and choose up to three different profiles for use in various games, and there's a, also a headset pass-through for connecting any 3.5mm wired headset to the controller. This controller attachment will work with all PlayStation 4 games and PlayStation VR games as well. Sony claims that it will elevate your gameplay by delivering more versatility and performance while maintaining the comfort and feel of the DualShock 4 wireless controller you come to love. You will be happy to know, or unhappy, depending on if you're a Microsoft guy or a Sony guy, but the attachment, again, will be released on January 23rd, 2020, and will only cost... $29.99 US dollars and $39.99 Canadian. In the last bit of news, Microsoft and Sony have revealed their lineup for Games with Gold and PlayStation Now for the month of January. Starting with Xbox Games with Gold, on January 1st, you'll be able to play Sticks, Shards of Darkness for the Xbox One, and Tekken 5 for the Xbox 360. And on January 16th, you can take down those foes in Gotham with Batman, the telltale complete season for Xbox One. And if you are a fan of the Lego games, you'll be happy to know that on that same very day, you can download Lego Star Wars 2, the original trilogy on your Xbox 360. PlayStation is coming out really strong, you guys, for the month of January. Starting on January 2nd, gamers can play Horizon Zero Dawn, including the Frozen Wilds DLC and all additional in-game content that has been previously released for Horizon Zero Dawn. So if you have not played that game, highly, highly check it out. Look, You should be looking forward to January 2nd as you will be able to get Horizon Zero Dawn. This, I'm hoping, is more of a message that a second one is in the works, as it has been previously rumored for a launch title for the PS5. But that, time will only tell. We also have Uncharted The Lost Legacy and Overcooked 2. Sadly, I am here to report that these games will only be, again, will only be available on the PlayStation 4. No word yet on bringing those games to the PlayStation Now PC app, which kind of sucks. And I really do hope Sony rethinks their business model on that and gives players the chance to play these first party IPs on their PC for people like myself. Now, just like the previous releases for the PlayStation Now with God of War and, and so forth, you will only be able to play these games through April 7th, 2020. So there is a time limit on when you can play these games. It's not like Xbox Games with Gold or the Xbox Game Pass, but at least you do have a good four months or so to play these games. I think that's a perfect amount of time to especially get through Horizon Zero Dawn, 
and beat all the DLC and complete most, if not all, if you want 100% it, the side quest. Well, that'll do it for here on the Gaming Raid Podcast. Thanks everyone for listening as I much appreciate it. And make sure you follow me on Twitter at GamingNorMedia. And most importantly, follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. It would really help us out if you did. Thanks for watching and I'll see you next time. Have a great weekend.